Okay, so just want to share with y'all some things, um, some truths from Scripture. So God's been showing me, like really for the last, uh, so would say basically in 12 months. Okay, so we think back what's been going on for the last 12 months, and it's been <laughs> it's been good. It's, but there has been, I mean. Some major, some major shaking, some major things, whether it was things with your work, things with your family. So do we have teachers here that have suffered through spring times with teaching remote. <laughs> so we had businesses shut down. We had so many things, especially for those kind of first few months. You know, so God showed me some things from Scripture. Anyway, I just want to share them with you. So for starting off, I want to share, share two things with you. So the first is some scripture from 2 Corinthians, okay, from God's Word. So the second thing I want to share with you, which isn't scripture, it could be close, was this clip, was this clip from the movie Hoosiers. So we're right there. We got scripture, so then we have some basketball from the classic from the classic movie Hoosiers. Okay, so I want to start off with the scripture. We'll go there first. Okay, okay so 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians from chapter 3, 4 through 5. So anyway, spoken from Paul. Paul's saying basically, His strength, smarts, wisdom, whatever you would call it, basically, like got to come from God. Okay, so that's for, so spoken from Paul, from the guy, basically, from the New Testament. I mean, superstar, right? From scriptures. When you read your Bible, so you're asking which guy wrote this book, this book, this book, this was Paul. So Paul said, said, my confidence comes through Christ. So he says, you know, by myself, I've got nothing. Okay, so where there's some moments this past year where things happened, it's <laughs> where you felt like that. <laughs> you felt like saying to God, I don't know what to do with this. So whether it's your business being shut down, several businesses, several workplaces were closed by the government not to get off on that. Schools were shut down for two months. Schools were shut down. So we had loss. We've had people from the community die. We've had leaders. We've had stuff with politics. There's been so many moments, speaking for me, maybe not for you guys, where you just go, I got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay, so I want to share a second scripture-like thing. I want to share this clip from Hoosiers. Surely y'all have seen Hoosiers. Okay, so my focus is for the assistant coach. You remember Shooter? Okay, Shooter was Dennis Hopper. Shooter was basically, basically the town bum. Shooter has nothing. Okay, so Gene Hackman speaks to Shooter, says, man, I want you to sit with me on the bench. And Shooter's like, all right, man, got this. So Shooter's got nothing. Shooter's good. Shooter's got the one suit that he was married in. Y'all remember this. So he comes to the game. Shooter's thinking, just get to sit by the coach. To kind of sit here, kind of be quiet. 
Okay, so let's watch what happens. Shoot, give me some sound. to get choked up at that. Surely there were some other people for this year where you felt like that. <laughs> so when he turns to him and he says, Shooter's going to take you home. And Shooter, Shooter feels completely inadequate. Completely, completely got nothing. Okay, so I was reading 2 Corinthians 3, so that same phrase came up. Okay, so I just want to share with you what God's shown me for this. Sometimes we think something's wrong when we feel that way. Okay, something's wrong. But does that just not crack all up? There are moments this year where it was like, Shooter's going to take you home, and he gives you the thing, and he walks off. <laughs> so you're going to teach your kids from home for two months. <laughs> and we're going to run the church remotely for two months. And we're going to close your business down for two months. Shooter's going to take you home. I mean, you can just laugh. <laughs> so anyway, so let's show some things from Scripture. And so there's so many men through Scripture. There's so many men starting off with God with that same spirit of not me you know, time after time after time. So I just want to show you basically somebody from the Old Testament and somebody from the New Testament. Okay, we see this with Moses, we see this with Paul. So should you choose one guy from the Old Testament, so would you say basically, so this was God's superstar. There's probably three or four names. Moses, maybe David, maybe Abraham. But Moses wrote... Several books from the Old Testament. Moses led the people. So if you're looking for somebody from the Old Testament, superstar guy was Moses. Okay, same for the New Testament. Okay, same for Paul. You would maybe the disciples severed from the disciples. Which guy from the New Testament? This was God's number one guy was Paul. So it would seem like for those men, when you see successful sort of people from the world, you see somebody who has strength, who has the confidence, who is ready to go. Okay, so I want to show you what. Okay, I want to show you what God showed me. So, if, 
Okay, so we're just taking some little snapshots. So stick with me. We could spend weeks. We're not going to. <laughs> Promise we're going to be out. So we could spend weeks going through Exodus, going through Numbers, seeing Moses. just want to show you a couple things. When God was calling Moses, he said, it, said, you're my guy, the whole deal with the burning bush. What did Moses respond with? Moses responded, like shooter, he's just, why would you choose me? I don't know why you're choosing me. So what did, okay, so what did God say to him? Surely I will be with you. Okay, so what does Moses say? He says, man, you got the wrong guy. You can read that whole chapter, so there's reason after reason after reason. Moses says, you're not me, or shouldn't be me. Okay, so God sticks with him. So God says, this doesn't matter, Moses. Okay, okay, since God made you, sort of so. Okay, so we're going to show you what to do. Okay, so he keeps saying, keeps saying, don't you love this right here? He says, please send anyone else. Is there somebody else? That shooter, shooter's looking, can you, somebody else to finish the game out. So God says, you're my guy. That just gets me. Okay, second, okay, second section Second section, sort of like later on, you know, from Numbers, this was God speaking. So he says, he says, Moses was very humble. Why does God stretch us like this so we know that it's not from us? Why does he keep stretching us and he keeps pushing and he keeps pushing? Because he wants us to get to the point where it's not us. He says, Moses was very humble. The Lord said, I will speak to Moses. My servant Moses, he is faithful, and I speak to him face to face. Wow. Okay, but that took years to get to that point. You know, Moses wandered for 40 years. It took years and years and years with God pushing him and pushing him and stretching him and pushing to get to that point. Okay, okay, so why does God push us and stretch us, and it's, you've got to be kidding, so we're remote learning for two months. We have kids who have no internet. Tell me how that's going to work. They're going to keep stretching and pushing and pushing and pushing because that's what the goal is. Okay? Okay. Second section from Paul. Same deal. Same deal here. We could spend months going through the whole New Testament. Same deal. We're not going to do that. David's going to be back next week. He'll pick up right where he left, right where he left off. But there were some little snippets from from First, Second Corinthians really stood out to me. Okay, second chapter, First Corinthians. Basically, so Paul speaking speaking to the Christians from this city, and he says, "When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence. I didn't come with wisdom. Got nothing." That's the first thing he says. What do you see with the world? What do you see sports figures, CEO, what they start off with, what they start off with confidence, and man, look at me. This is why you should follow me. What did Paul do? The first thing he says to these people is, says, <laughs> he says, it's not for me. I've got nothing. 
It's kind of a strange way to start your whole thing, isn't it? Would that kind of be weird? You sign on for somebody's consulting services, so they come in. Okay, tell us what you got. I got nothing for you. <laughs> That's how he starts. Okay, so then he goes into saying, saying he was with you in weakness and in fear and trembling. This I mean, would you be like, we paid for this guy to come in here? <laughs> Fear and weakness and trembling. So he, says, so he says, my conversation was not with persuasive words. Okay, so there was no slick sales, look at me. He says, with a demonstration of the Spirit, so that your faith would not be based from man's wisdom, but from God. Why does God stretch, stretch Paul, which he did? He stretched him and he pushed him, and he stretched him and he pushed him. Why? So he could get him to this point. Okay? Okay, so there's no ego from Paul. You almost wish you would show some ego. Like, maybe not start off with the whole weakness, fear, trembling, got nothing thing. <laughs> you, you, you save that for the end, because you're losing this. But Paul keeps going on. Now we have confidence in God. Not that we are adequate in ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. That's what the goal is. That's what the goal is. But that takes years for most of us. Okay, 40 years for Moses to get to that point. Uh, same thing for Paul. It takes years and years. Same for basketball. So you see someone, I'm going to date myself, you know, for the Michael Jordans, for the Larry Birds, which you teenagers, don't tell me LeBron's better than Jordan because I will <laughs> pound you. <laughs> but you see those guys, you see those games, Larry scoring 63, Larry Bird making all those shots. You think, oh, that guy's awesome. But it took years to get to that point. And sweat and suffering and losing and keep showing up. Same for golf. <laughs> you see Tiger, see him shooting six, 63. What did it, it, it take to get to that point? It took years and years and years and years and years. Okay, same for God. So what is his, what's God's goal for us? It, 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 to be that mature. Okay, so there's nothing from us. There's nothing from us. That's just got to... Okay, but that's super tough to get to. Okay, so going on to 2 Corinthians 4 now, he says, we've got this treasure in clay jars, which was something back then which was very cheap, wasn't very fancy, so that the power belongs... To God, but does not come from us. Okay, same maturity. We're experiencing trouble. We're not crushed. We're perplexed. Basically, we're not sure what's going on. Does that sound like 2020? We don't know what's going on. You throw in the summer, the politics, the whatever. Just okay. It says that right there. But he says, but the power is not for me. Okay, the pressure's off me. And then 2 Corinthians 12, same theme, same theme. We see it 
see that same theme. Therefore, so that I would not become self-sufficient. Why does God step back sometimes, you know, kind of let us mess up? Why does he keep stretching? Why does he keep, sometimes anyway, why does he do that so that we won't become arrogant? Okay, sorry, but that's what it says. Messenger, same deal. Okay, so he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My powers made perfect through weakness. Power is made perfect through weakness. Okay, okay, so that's kind of like your ultimate whatever paradox. You know, that's when we feel like we've got nothing. So we have no wisdom, we have no power, we don't know what we're doing. We feel like Shooter sitting there, sitting there with the book. That's exactly where we should be for God's power. Okay? Which is completely opposite from what the world does. Usually when you're weak with the world, it's whatever for the professional world, for whatever else, when you're weak, that's bad. Okay? So the successful people, they're strong, they're confident, self-sufficient. Okay, we see something so different from Scripture. It's completely opposite. Okay? So, okay, so for this guy, for the writer, for... For substantial portions for the New Testament, the most famous non-disciple says, says God's power is made perfect through my weakness. So my weakness is something good. So then he says, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Okay, so it completely... Completely flips it on its head. Gosh, we're going to get done really early. That's really, I'm sure y'all are thrilled. Okay, so this is just two small snippets from Scripture from the Bible. Small, small. Should you read? Should you read Scripture? Whether it's David, whether it's Abraham, whether it's whatever the disciples, you've got this same thing. The disciples were. A bunch of shooters, basically. They were just kind of there. So what does Jesus do? Jesus leaves and he says, stay in the game, man. Okay? Okay, says we need you. So if you're feeling, should you... So should you look back for the last 12 months and you see some moments where, where you had nothing left, where you were just wondering... You know, what do we do with this? Where you were finally face to face with God, saying, like, this has to come from you. Okay, scripturally, that's exactly where you're supposed to be. So, which really, which spoke to me. (laughs) Because there's been moments. I mean, for those of us with kids, those of us with jobs, we get the church, we have so many things where it's easy sometimes to just feel like, just like Shooter with that sort of give me the thing 
and I got nothing. Okay, so that's where we're supposed to be. Okay, so where do we kind of move forward from here? So what do we... So when we feel those feelings, what do we do with those? Well, first off, to understand... when we feel weak like that where we're not sure what's going on so we're right there so we're supposed to be with God that's not saying we shouldn't work hard that's not saying we shouldn't study hard you know you students shouldn't stop studying going to your test and be like okay well when I'm weak I'm strong it's not what we're saying so there's some other sections from Paul where he said he said said you should work with all your heart, says you should be prepared, you should do those things, but there's still going to be so many situations, so many situations where we feel like that. Okay, so the first thing we got to realize that that's good. That means kind of we're where we're supposed to be. Okay? Okay, basically the focus should be when you're feeling that way, to just draw closer to God. Okay, for those spiritual disciplines, whether it's your time, your prayer, your scripture reading. I mean, just to be honest, my time with God for last spring was, was locked on because there was nothing else, because there was no other source for any wisdom, so there was like... So when you're starting off with nothing, when you feel like you have nothing, uh, spending time with God is, is super easy. So it, it would. So which one's easier? Should we do that first? Should we make Him get us to the stage where we have no other choice? So, so when you read, you know, from John 15, saying we're to stick close to Him, to stick close to Him with the vine, with the branches. Okay, because of the strength. Strength comes from him, so does the wisdom come from him. Stay right there. Okay, so I want to reflect. We're going to just kind of spend some time here with some music on. I want you to think through two specific questions. Basically, the first one is, I want you to think back this last year where God did show up. I saw some other speaker was listening to some other message from, the, from this guy. Listen to my Craig Groeschel's message like the other day. Some of you may follow him. Craig Groeschel was saying, you know, we were, so we were looking a 12-month review. So you thought back, so your first thing was, man, what a tough year with the news and covid of politics and the race stuff and the church and schools. So Craig Rochelle's challenge was once you scroll through your photo feed from your phone from last year. Okay, so when we did that, we didn't see Stuff from the news. We didn't see things like that. We saw what's God's faithfulness. We saw springtime where we spent more time with the kids. We saw God's faithfulness. So that would 
kind of your take home for homework would be to sit down with God and just scroll through your photos. Scroll through your photos since last March. Okay, second thing. To share with God what stuff from your life that you still feel that just complete lack with right now. Okay, where you feel kind of that shooter where he just slumps down. What things? Maybe share those with God and say, where do you want me to go from here? Say, this is your deal. Okay, so it's fine to say to God, to say like, to say my wisdom's not from you. Excuse me, my wisdom's not from myself. My wisdom's not from anything. My wisdom's got to come from you. Um, but just let's just spend some time. But think back this past year, especially when you go home, and you'll see God's faithfulness when you felt like you had nothing. And uh, we'll spend several minutes, and then maybe somebody else will be coming up here for announcements. But thank you all for listening, for letting me share. Thank you for letting me share Hoosiers. <laughs> okay, right there below the Bible, right? Okay, let's just spend some time thinking and and we'll close. Elaine and I have had a disagreement for many years, which is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> and she, she thinks it's either Gone with the Wind or Sound of Music. And they're not even in the top 10. But there's Hoosiers and then no one else. So you had me right from the beginning. Thank you, Glenn. Great, great message today on inadequacies. I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times I stood to preach and I thought, Lord, why me? Why did you choose me today? Thank you, Glenn. Hey, just a couple of uh, announcements. Uh, one, uh, due to spring break, there'll be no activities at the church this Wednesday evenings. Say it with me. No activities this Wednesday. No activities this Wednesday. So when you drive up on the park lot Wednesday night, you're going to repeat that, okay? <laughs> and uh, we have an outreach event uh, coming up on March 26th at 6 o'clock. Uh, we're going to be going out into the neighborhood handing out some information about uh, our Easter services. And so if you can, if you possibly could, uh, March 26th, which is a Friday night, 6 o'clock, and uh, we'll go out in the community. We won't go into homes, but we'll just either do hang uh, things on the doors or if they are home, uh, have a porch conversation with them. And so uh, March 26th, we'll, we'll be talking more about that. And then on the 27th, we have a very special event, and Laura is here to share you, you that information. Good morning. Um, first of all, um, parents, your kids will be taking their craft home with them. They're very excited to do it. 
um, our lesson went long and we didn't have time to do it back there. So they're going to want to do it. So be sure you let them do that. Um, we had a great story back there. So on March 27th at 9 a.m. here in this building, um, we have our Easter um, get together. We did not get to have it last year. Um, and this is actually probably our first children's event that we've gotten to do since COVID last year. Um, so we want to do something really fun and big. And so we're doing pancakes and sausage breakfast um, here that morning at 9. And then we'll have Easter egg hunts. And we'll have pictures with the bunny. And we'll do crafts and stuff. And then Jeff doesn't know. But he'll bring a message um, <laughs> for us that morning. Also a little devotional. Um, that's what he gets for making me come up here. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, but we want to have a lot of fun. But to make that event happen, we need um, a lot of Easter eggs also. So if you would be willing to donate, we'll have a basket set up front. Um, you can uh, just throw candy in there, eggs, eggs with candy, just whatever you, you feel led that you want to do. Um, but we're very excited. And we did it. Um, it's the weekend, the Saturday before Easter. That way we don't interfere with anybody's Easter plans. So that's all I have. Thank you, Laura. You know now, don't you? <laughs> hey, the last thing y'all know, last week we prayed for uh, some of our people going to Mexico. And uh, they uh, met up here Friday morning for a prayer time. And then they were off. And uh, they want us to know they did make it there safely. And uh, so here's a prayer request. Uh, they will be involved in a worship service tonight at 6 o'clock. And so if you will, be sure to pray for our mission team and uh, uh, their worship time and reaching people for Christ. And uh, that'll be tonight at 6 o'clock. And then during the week, we're going to try to uh, uh, send to you some updates uh, about their work and specific prayer concerns. But uh, every day, pray for that uh, missions team. I tell you, uh, if you've ever been on the mission field, you know, you know how important it is that someone's praying right then for you. So don't forget them this, all this week. And it uh, be a great, great word when we, they come back and be able to share what God did through them. So thank you for all, already what you've done. Let's pray for them tonight and all week long. All right, let's uh, stand. We'll be dismissed with word. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to be in your house. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the time of worship. Uh, thank you for the gifts and talents of our team who earnestly seek to lead us to the very throne. And then the opportunity we had for, for Glenn to come and share your beautiful, wonderful word to us. Father, help us to realize that no matter what you called us to do, you have equipped us to do it. And I pray, Lord, we'd understand that. So no longer, Lord, why me? But Lord, what is it you want me to do? And I know that you'll be with me to empower me, to gift me and equip me to do your will today. So, Father, we just want to tell you how much we love you. God, you're a good God. We have a great opportunity here in the Martins Mill area. Father, help us to reach this community for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for every person here today. Father, I pray for those who are struggling because of loss of loved ones. Lord, we pray for uh, Melissa Yarbrough and her family. We pray for, for Tammy, uh, 
Parker and Diane Gronk, the loss of the sister, would you bring comfort to their hearts? Father, use us this week. Help us to take the attitude that just because it's spring break, we're off. Father, wherever we go, use us for the glory of your kingdom. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.